The following is Robin Riley's conversation with Kathy Bursky of the Connecticut County Public Health. It's all right here on KBEK's On Demand. Kathy, I so appreciate you being able to spend some time with us this morning. Well, good morning. It's just a pleasure. And I kidded her at the outset that she's probably just ready to go and have some time off. And I hope you will be able to get a little time off here over the holiday season, Kathy. Well, a little bit. We'll have some phone calls on definitely tomorrow. And, yeah, we'll just go from there. But nothing as intense as day-to-day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start talking in the first place a little bit. I am always amazed. I don't know if I'm getting the exact numbers, certainly, but there's one weather spot that I get to, and they share the amount of cases in Kanabic County that have happened, you know, over the course of, of the pandemic here. And those numbers have been up, but are they getting any better, Kathy? They actually are. Uh, Just to remind everybody that basically it took us 194 days to get from zero to 300 cases. And then from basically November 4th through today, we have added, uh, we're almost at 900 cases. So we have added 600 cases in that period of time. It took us 33 days to get from 300 to 800, which was a really big spike that we didn't like to see. And we were averaging about 100 a week there for several weeks. And now from 800 to 900 cases, it has slowed, and it's taken us. We're not quite to 900 yet. I pulled a report right before, and we're at 897. And that took us, like I said, we're sitting at about 18 days right now. So that is so much better. Yes. Um, we did lose, uh, I think when I talked to you last, right around Thanksgiving, uh, six more people have died, and actually we have three deaths that are still under investigation. They have them listed pending in our, our uh, documents just because they're still looking into them. Sure. And that's always hard, those determinations with that, for sure. Well, let's talk about the vaccine. That's what people are kind of wondering about. Where are we at in Connecticut County with that, Kathy? Well, so far, I'm sure everybody has heard of two different vaccines that have now been approved for emergency use authorization by the FDA. And one, the first one approved was Pfizer, and that one has actually come to Connecticut County, but just to the healthcare system. It is a, um, a vaccine that has to be stored at ultra-cold temperatures, and you have to be able to use large amounts of it really pretty quickly. Uh, once the vial is open, you only, ha- only have so many hours to use that. So yesterday and today, our, some of our frontline healthcare workers at Wellia Health were, were given the vaccine. Even within the health system, they had to prioritize who would get it because there just isn't enough right away to take care of everybody. So it was the ICU, the people taking direct care of COVID patients, the emergency department ambulance that were getting it first. And that makes, yeah, that makes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. (laughs) Nope, that's okay. And then uh, today we are expecting our first shipment to arrive here at public health, and that is the Moderna vaccine, which is a more stable, you can keep it in the freezer, just regular freezer temps for up to six months and in the refrigerator for 30 days. So it, we have some time to plan and we can do, you know, 10 people at a time and it's not that big of a deal. So we're, we have priorities we have to uh, work with as well. 
our long-term care facility and its staff and residents is a large priority, but they have been partnered with a pharmacy, and that pharmacy will be taking care of them. So the ones that public health has to focus on will be those that will be giving vaccines in the community that aren't covered by Wellia. So that would be our public health nurses. And we're looking at the non-hospital connected EMS type people, and they need to be certified EMS uh, by the regional board. And actually the vast majority of our deputies in town have that because they're first on scene. So we'll be focusing, and we're only getting 100 doses. That's all the hospital has gotten so far. So it's just a trickle so far. Yes, it's going to take a while, I'm sure. And, and just the sheer effort that's going to have to come to kind of when it ultimately gets to more of the population, I'm sure that's going to be a bit of a challenge. And I don't know, I don't even want to put you on the spot about that, but if there is there any speculation how that will be handled? I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Kathy. No, no, that's okay. We're planning for the different phases and the state basically says it's going to come out as a trickle and it'll be a trickle for several months and then we're going to hit, get hit with a fire hose kind of. <laughs> so, um, we are currently planning to use a, a larger facility and we're working with Wellia. We hope to be able to partner with our staff and hopefully some of their staff to be able to open some large public clinics. We hope to have a public-facing appointment system, so when your priority is there or when we no longer have priority, people can go and make their own appointment on certain clinic dates that we set up, and we'll be able to, um, you know, handle several hundred. I know back in the day we used to do 600 flu shots here, but it's a little bit different because everybody, this will be the first time everybody's getting it, and we will need to have people wait 15 minutes so that we can watch for any kind of reaction. That was and my that's next just question. Standard. Yes. <laughs> yes, and that is standard. And I was talking to somebody here at my office, and that was one thing. As we hear about some people who do have an, a reaction, certainly not saying, you know, it's a, it seems to be a very minor amount of people. But that's something, even with the influenza shot all those years ago, didn't they have people sit and wait and make sure that was part of it then, right? Yep, any time you get a shot for the very first time, it uh, doesn't matter what that vaccine is, they're going to have you wait for 15 minutes just to see if there's any reaction. And about one in a million is what they say will have a more severe reaction. So we have protocols in place for, you know, uh, having EpiPens and being able to take care of people that way, but it really is about one in a million. Other people, they get the standard soreness um, in their arm just at the injection site. You're poking something foreign into your arm. That's going to happen. And then others will feel icky, maybe achy for a couple of days. But they're finding with uh, the Pfizer and Moderna that's more after the second dose. And these are all two-dose vaccines. Okay, yeah. And that, really, that means that your body's working. If you're feeling icky after, that means your body's starting to work to produce that immunity. 
Sure. Actually, it makes a lot of sense, and I don't know if this is even a good comparison, but I had gotten the shingles shot last year, and uh, you know, you you get the initial one, and then I think you wait a certain amount of time and get the second one, and that first one, man, I really felt it. Had you know, and I didn't have a <coughs> allergic reaction, so to speak, but you talked about the injection site, and uh, they warned me that that could be something that could happen. So even with something like the shingles shot, so you know, ma- making some comparisons here. Absolutely. And, and again, you're sticking a needle into the muscle mm-hmm. and, you know, your muscle doesn't like that. So it's going to fight it, you know, nothing drastic, but you'll know it's there. Yeah, yeah you, absolutely. You'll, you'll know you have a shot. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple other things. And some of these won't apply right away because we don't have the vaccine starting right away for everyone, certainly. But some of the questions that I'm, I'm understanding are, okay, let's say you, you just got your influenza shot. Can you get this vaccine? Those kind of things. Sure. And they recommend if you just got your influenza shot that you wait 14 days. Okay. And then you can go ahead and get it get this one um some other questions i have heard is if if i've already had covid Mm -hmm. can i get the vaccine and right now they are saying yes because we don't know how much immunity a person builds up after having it they are just recommending everybody to go ahead and get it once it's available there's really no minimum time between the infection and vaccine but they kind of say if if you've had it and you've completed your isolation and it's within 90 days and you come into contact with somebody with COVID, you don't have to quarantine again. So they are assuming for about 90 days you have immunity and it'd be best to get your vac- COVID vaccine kind of after that time or close to the end of that 90 days. So, Kathy, if somebody would be, let's say, actually have COVID and the vaccine becomes available, good idea to get it then or wait? Well, you need to wait. If you have COVID, we obviously don't want you roaming around the community, much less coming to a vaccine clinic to where you could possibly infect others. So we would ask you to wait until you're out of isolation, which is that 10 days and you're feeling better. So it just makes sense. It just Some of it's common sense, but still I think it's good to mention because people just aren't quite sure. And can we talk about some of the myths about the vaccine? Because there is so much out there, and I know you as a health official can give us the real deal here. So I'm, it's almost silly to say, but will it change my DNA is one of them. No, it, it, it is a little different than your standard flu vaccine in how it works because it is using the messenger RNA to basically give your, your, your cells a code, an instruction to build a protein that will help fight and build immunity. So it does not change your DNA at all. It is unidirectional, DNA to RNA. And so your RNA just gives instructions to the cell but does not change the DNA. Okay, that's really good to know. I know that reassures some people. What about, I've heard this too, it can uh, make you infertile. You know, science is a beautiful thing because you can study everything. And somebody did notice that there's a chain of amino acids in the placenta protein and matched, you know, the chain of spike proteins. But there are over 1,200, nearly 1,300 amino acids, and this match matched five to six, you have to match 10 times that for it to have any kind of possible effect. So, no, it it won't make you infertile. 
Okay, the vaccine contains fetal cells, another thing we've heard. Absolutely not. I think, I don't know if this comes from flu, where, where the vaccine is actually grown in chicken eggs, and they, they hear eggs and they think, oh. you know, the, the female eggs. I don't know if that's where that comes from. But no, the messenger RNA came, comes straight from the coronavirus, and it's basically stuck in a little fat cell. <laughs> and so there's nothing, no fetal cells in that at all. Okay. What about, because we even hear this with influenza shot. Sometimes they say, well, it's giving you influenza and then your body fights against it. Is that, so will this vaccine give somebody COVID then? No. Again, it is just giving your cells the instructions to form this certain protein, and it doesn't have the virus even in it. Okay. Uh, So you can't get COVID from it. What about, and this is one of my favorites here, the idea that they're putting a tracker in the vaccine. <laughs> I don't even know how you respond to that, but go ahead and please. Well, <laughs> I keep trying to picture how that could possibly even I know. happen. But um, no, there's the only thing in, a vac- in this vaccine is the messenger RNA code, a fat bubble that holds that. They have to put a little salt in there or saline to balance the, the pH. And sugar. There are no preservatives in this vaccine at all, which makes it actually that's why you have to use it up quickly as soon as you open that bottle so that bacteria doesn't build up. Um, but no, there's that's all that's in it. Okay. There's no tracker. <laughs> See, and that's why I really do appreciate talking to you, even if some of this seems almost silly. This is <clears throat> what you hear and see on social media, and I think the better we can but dispel some of those things, the better off we're going to be. So I think that's a really good thing. So I guess the next question, Kathy, would be, and I know, again, putting you on the spot, but do you have any projected time when someone can get vaccinated that maybe is beyond the health care and beyond, you know, first responders and all that? Not really. Um, The federal government divvies out basically the vaccine, um, and, and they have a formula and they ha- have an ethics committee that sits down and says, you know, ethically and geographically and, you know, here's the priorities and the states have provided the federal government with, okay, we have X number of healthcare workers, that kind of thing. So when, when the feds get some vaccine, they allocate it out to each of the 50 states based on this big formula. And then when the state gets it, they basically do the same thing to each county. Okay. And so because we don't know really how, how quickly it is going to be available on the federal level and then it has to come down to us, we, we really can't say for sure. Um, and I really wouldn't even want to venture a guess. Sure. I, it's going to take us a while to just get through the first priorities, which are health care those who either work with people with COVID or in congregate settings or they're with um, people who would have a more serious illness, your assisted livings, your um, jail workers, because, you know, they're mm-hmm. with people all the time. We have to get through all of those first. And then, you know, not only your direct health care workers at the hospital and clinic, but your dentist. You're, you think about the exposure a dentist has. They're working right in your mouth. And right. You're breathing on them. So it'll be those healthcare workers that are also in line. Um, 
frankly, your your mortuary people mm-hmm. will also be in there. Uh, so the list, the priority list, even though we call it kind of phase one, there's one A, B, C, and even within phase one, we've had to prioritize. So uh, it's really, really difficult to say. Well, you know, what I, do, would I was going to say second quarter of the year, but <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That would make a lot of sense just overall. But I, here's what I think is the easiest thing to do is I hope you will feel that you can get a hold of me anytime and you and I can get together and chat about this and all other resources as well. But you do a great job communicating what's going on in our area. And we so appreciate that to keep us kind of in the loop, so to speak. And Wellia does a great job, too, because I know you partner with them with a lot of the things going forward. And so we'll just make sure we stay in touch with all of you. And I hope you will call me or email me when you need to be back on the air with me, Kathy. Most definitely. And we will hopefully have a vaccine section on the Kanabakoni website as well that we'll we'll get out there in information. And um, as soon as we are able to make bigger plans or better plans for the general public, I would love to talk to you again. That sounds great, Kathy, and I definitely want to wish you and your family and everyone working so hard a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, my dear. Same to you. Thank you so much. And just as a quick reminder, it's still best even once this vaccine starts, you really don't have a good protection for six weeks. It's still important to wear that mask, stay distant, Stay home if you're sick and wash your hands. Most definitely. And get that flu shot if you haven't gotten it yet. They're still advising people. For sure. Very important to get that done, too. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Robin. Have a great day. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production. 